Today's daf is daf Dalid in Masechta Yavamis, and we're going to back up to the bottom of Gimel Amad Beis, six lines from the bottom. Taima de Kosav Rachmana Aleha. Okay, you see that? Taima de Kosav Rachmana Allah. Gimel Amad Beis. All right. Let's spend some time introducing a big yisoid of today's daf, and this topic is going to go on for uh, for a couple of blot over here. So let's get the basics, the foundation. When the Torah tells me to do Yibam, that means that is called a mitzvah saseh. That is a mitzvah to perform. If somebody dies childless, the brother has a mitzvah of Yibam to perform in saseh, to perform on the widow. Now, elsewhere in the Torah, it might say about this widow, don't marry your mother-in-law. Because let's say my brother is married to my mother-in-law, and then he dies. So that is a losase. I have an assay of yibum. There's an assay, a positive commandment on the brother. Marry the widow. But elsewhere in the Torah, it says you're not allowed to lay with your mother-in-law. So I have an assay to do, and a losase that tells me do not. So interestingly, when you have an assay and a los assay, usually the assay overrides the los assay. You hear this? So really, in many of the cases in our Mishnah where we say don't do yibam because it's your mother-in-law, the question is why? Do yibam maybe. Because you have an assay that overrides the los assay. So Yibum should be performed. The positive commandment overrides the negative commandment. But the positive is only a general statement. Okay, okay, we'll get there. Very good. So one of the ways that we know that in this scenario of our Mishnah, let's say the mother-in-law, the assay is not doche the los assay, is because of what we learned out yesterday from the word aleha. Allah means it's only on your wife's sister, right? It starts from your wife's sister. The word Allah lets me know that in this scenario of Yibum, the Losase does not get pushed off. That's where our Gemara picks up. Okay, in other words, in general, an Asay will be Doche Losase, unless the Torah specifically tells me otherwise. So let's get into this. Taima, the cause of Rahman Allah. The reason why if your wife's sister falls to you in Yibum, you're not allowed to marry her is because the Torah says, Aleha. Okay? If not for the drush, if not for the word of Aleha, Hava Amina, I would have thought, If my wife's sister falls to me in Yibum, I should marry her. My Taima, why should I marry her? The Amrinan, because we have the general rule of the assay now comes along and it pushes aside the negative transgression of being my wife's sister. The assay of Yibum would override it if not for the word Aleha. Period. Okay? Sir Clark, why do I need the word Aleha to tell me to not do Yibum on my wife's sister? Because otherwise I'll say, do Yibum because an assay, a positive commandment of Yibum should push aside the negative commandment of don't lay with your wife's sister. Okay. Ask the Gemara. One second. Amar de Amrinon asay the 
Asi asay vidachi laisasay. Says the Gemara, why do I need the word Aleha to tell me not to marry her? The only time in asay, a positive command, pushes aside a negative command is when you have lo sasay greda, when it is a simple lo sasay. Let me explain what a simple lo sasay is. When it comes to a mitzvah in the Torah, we're not really given levels. Hashem says, here's the mitzvahs, go do it. Do we know how much olam haba we get from each mitzvah? No. There's no, there's no levels of mitzvahs. When it comes to Averos, losase's transgressions, interestingly, sometimes a transgression is just a transgression. Nothing really happens. I speak Lashon Har. What do I need to do? Tshuva. Okay, fine. If I do a losase with an action, sheyesh bomaisa, a lav she'im bomaisa, a negative commandment that has a action in it, I'm going to be obligated in Malkus. If let's say I transgress a more severe transgression, for example, I lay with my wife's sister, then I'm Chayav Kares. And then there's some where you're obligated in Misa, Misa's Bezdin, burning, stoning, sword, so on and so forth. So interestingly, when it comes to a losase, there's levels. When it comes to mitzvahs, no level. So says the Gemara. An assay is only docha losasei when it is a regular losasei. A simple, we'll call it low-level losasei. However, losasei sheyesh bo kares mi dachi is an assay strong enough. The assay of yibum is it strong enough to push aside the losasei? which it would obligate me in Kares, which is laying with my wife's sister? How do you know that it's capable of doing that? That's question number one. The Su, and furthermore, In general, how do we know that an Asay is Dochel Los Asay? Where does all that stem from? Right, We started out today with our introduction. We gave a premise. A positive commandment pushes aside a negative commandment. How do you know that? Top of today's daf. What's the source? Because it says in the Pasuk, you should not, you're not allowed to wear shatnes. You're not allowed to wear a mixture of garments, specifically wool and linen. But you should make tzitzis. And therefore, the, what we're gonna, I'm going to introduce a word now called smuchin, the juxtaposition. The fact that these two uh, uh, statements are near each other, they're samuch, they're near each other, tells me that when it comes to the assay, the positive commandment of wearing tzitzis, that will override the negative commandment of shotness. Okay? So, this is fascinating. Many things in life have checks and balances, positive and negative, and sometimes you win, sometimes you lose. If the Torah tells me, I need to do yibum, maybe we should say, do yibum even if it's your mother-in-law. Ah, it's an avera. Fine, but the mitzvah of Ibum will outweigh that. Finished. And I say, is dachi say. Says the Gemara, maybe it doesn't apply by karis. The su, and furthermore, you know where the whole source of a positive commandment outweighing a negative commandment, you know what that's from? Tzitzis. You place tzitzis, even if it, on a linen garment, even if it will turn it into shatness. Okay. Viyama Rabbi Elazar, and Rabbi Elazar explains, smuchim in minayin. How do you know in general? This is going to be the focus of today's daf. How do you know in general we make a drusha 
from smuchim, from juxtapositions, from things that are next to each other. Shenemar, as it says, smuchim la'ad la masuyim. You should make smuchim from now and forever, be'emes, in ways of truth, v'yasher, and in ways that are straight. So you see from here that when you have psukim to make a drasha from, specifically psukim that are smuchim near each other, the drasha that you walk away with is emes. Okay. Now again, we're not answering our question. We're bringing out clarity over here. And what's bothering us in our original question, just to keep in mind what's happening, because of the word aleha, that's why I'm not allowed to lay with the arayas even when they are my yavama. If not for the word aleha, I would marry them, even though they were an arayas, because I say dachilos, I say, let's keep going. And Rav Shesha says the name of Rav Belazo, who said the name of Rav Belazo ben Azariah. How do you know if a Yavama falls to the brother who's a Mukashchin? Mukashchin literally means he's affected with boils. It means somebody who she's completely not attracted to. He's got health problems. There's a lot going on. And she says, you know what? I'm not marrying this guy. Okay? Her husband passes away childless. She falls to the brother. How do you know that? When she says, I don't want to marry the brother, that we put, it means, literally means we don't muzzle her. It means we listen to her and we don't force her to go ahead with the, uh, with the Yibam. As it says, that you're not allowed to muzzle an ox while it's working. You have to allow it to eat while it's working. And next to that post, it says, I'm sorry. When you have brothers who are dwelling together in the world at the same time and one dies without children, then there's Yibum. So the connection of the two brothers and Yibum is right near the Pusik of Yinah let him muzzle. Therefore, we don't muzzle her and we let her give her, uh, give her opinion on the matter. If she doesn't want to marry the brother, she doesn't have to. Okay. And keep going on this line. Rabbi Yosef says to explain again proof that we darshan smuchim, we darshan psukim that are near each other. Even according to the opinion, who says that when you have a pasuk next to another pasuk, we do not darshan the smuchim, you cannot come out with a new drasha, let me tell you what. Oh, that is ba'alma, that is in general. But throughout the the first four books of the Torah. B'mishnah Torah, but in Devarim, we'll learn later on why Devarim is different. But in Sefer Devarim, Darish. Everybody agrees, Smuchim, to make, uh, to, to, to learn something out from the fact that the Torah puts two Psukim side by side is a valid drasha in Devarim. Everybody's in absolute agreement. The whole Machlekes is in the first four books of the Torah. Taha, Rabbi Yehuda Bamalei Darish, in general, Rabbi Yehuda does not agree to make drashas from Smuchim. But Mishnah Torah, Darish. But in Mishnah Torah, he says, you do make Smuchim. Okay, so what we have now is we do Darshan Smuchim, uh, according to one opinion everywhere, according to another opinion, at least in Mishnah Torah, and how do we know that in general Rabbi Yehuda does not agree with Smuchim outside of Sefer Devarim? How do we know that from Bereshe Shmais Vayikram Bamidbar, Rabbi Yehuda will say to not make a drasha? The tiny we learned in the Brisa, Benaza Yaimir Benaza says Namar Bachshif Leisachayet says a, a, a woman who does witchcraft is not allowed to live. She's high of Misa. What type of Misa? We don't know. All it says is, she's Chayav Misa. Then Amar, and next to the, the, the next Pasuk says, Bestiality, anybody who lays with an animal is Chayav Misa. Oh, so we have two verses. 
Samchu inyan lai. So we make a smicha of the two things, of this woman uh, magician to uh, uh, bestiality. Just like bestiality, we know that they're put to death through stoning. So too, when it comes to the, the, the woman who does witchcraft, the machsheva, the she's also chayab misa by stoning. Uh, that's the brisa. Amr the Rebuda said to Ben Azai, one second. Just because the pasuk of the woman magician is next to bestiality, that means you're going to give her such a severe punishment of stoning? You can't do that. Ella, now, he can only say you can't do that if he doesn't agree with Smuchim. If you agree with Smuchim, then you could, right? Because that's the drasha. Ella, rather says, The, the magic of Ayvi they would bring Nishamas back and interact with them from the other world. That is part of Machshefim, okay? And their Chayev Skila, Velama Yatsus. Why do we mention a Machshefa? Why are we mentioning Ivy Adaini, where they would take the bone, put it under their armpit, and bring down the, bring these Nishamas back through magic? Why are we mentioning it separate from other types of witchcraft? That's how you know she gets Skila. Rabbi Huda's agreeing what type of death she's going to get. Rabbi Yudah just says, you're not giving her that death because of smuchim. You're giving her the death because it's included in the other magic of Ivy Adani. Okay, so we have clear Rabbi Yehuda's opinion. When it comes to smuchim, when it comes to psukim that are next to each other, that are side by side, says Rabbi Yehuda, in general, you can't make drushes. So why does he say in Devarim, you could make a drasha of smuchim. How do you know Rabbi Yehuda is of that opinion? It is permitted for a person to marry a woman who his father raped or seduced. Okay? This is the opinion of the uh, Tanakama. Tanakama says, you're only not allowed to marry a woman who either was married to your father or agreed to have out of wedlock relations with the father on her own accord. But if your father goes and raped somebody, seduced a woman, then you're still permitted to marry her. Okay? And also, if somebody's son raped or seduced a woman, the father is permitted to have relations. Rabbi Yehuda, Yehuda says, nothing doing, not true. He says, by, by a father, if your father raped or seduced, you're not allowed to. If Gidol Marav says, my time to view the wives of you to hold that you're not allowed to marry a woman who, who uh, one's father raped or seduced, because a man is not allowed to take the wife of his father. And what does the Pasuk say? Listen to this. Here's the important words. You also cannot reveal, you also cannot open the robe that your father opened. That's pretty... That's pretty broad. Knaf shera aviv la which means, says Rabbi Yehuda, any robe, any body that your father uncovered, no matter how it happened, through rape, through seduction, no matter what it is, you're not. The son is not allowed to ever 
uh, open that same robe, so to speak. You're not allowed to live with that same woman. And how do you know it's talking about a woman who's, who um, the, the father raped? Because since there's a smuchim, since next to this pasuk, there's another pasuk that says, that when, somebody's, when somebody violates a young girl, you got to pay her father a, fin- a, a financial penalty of 50 silver pieces. You're not allowed to ever uncover the same robe. Now, this pasuk is in Devarim. So you see that Rabbi Yehuda, who previously told us that you don't darshan psukim when they're side by side, over here by this halacha, which is in Devarim, he says to darshan smuchim and to forbid a son to uncover a robe that his father either raped or seduced. Says the Gemara, okay, beseder, verabonon, but the Rabbanon are going to argue, and they say, "If you were going to make a, if you're going to say, uh, darshan smuchim, then kida you're going to be correct." But hashda delay samachle. But since it's not completely next to it, see, in between those two halachas, it says that you're not allowed to marry the wife of your father. That's telling me b'shemeres yava makosim edaber. That's talking about some. It, it lets me know that it's talking about a a shemeres uh, yava. Meaning, if let's say a woman fell to my father as a shemeres yavam, and my father never married her. So here's the story: Reuven and Shimon are brothers. Shimon dies childless. Uh, Reuven decides. Not to do Yibam on Shimon's wife. Even so, Ruvain's son is always going to be usher to any woman who was awaiting Yavam for the father. Valavar Allah Bishnei Lav. It's going to include two Lavim. First of all, with your because of the, the aunt, and secondly, because she is the Shemeras Yavam of your father. Okay, Beseder. Now, what do we just establish? Again, a proof. That outside of Sefer Devarim, there's no smuchim according to Rabbi Yehuda. In Sefer Devarim, there is smuchim. Says the Gemara, okay, let's just get into the kishkas over here. Let's get into the logic. One second. Why would Devarim be any different than anywhere else in the Torah? Why is Sefer Devarim different? Says the Gemara... Very basic, and this is something that is crucial for us as Yidin and Bnei Taira to know, just for the structure of the five books of Taira. Either you could say it's there to because it's clearly showing me that there's something here to learn from, or because it's extra and anything extra in the Taira I can make a drasha from. Now let's pause. What does this mean? So here's what's crucial for us to know as B'nai Tarim. Sefer Devarim is a repetition. It is a synopsis of Shemais Vayikra uh, uh, Bamidbar. Sefer Devarim is kind of like a repetition of many, many of the halachas that we learned in Shemais Vayikra and Bamidbar. So it's Maishra Rabbeinu going ahead and telling Klaus, giving us Musr, telling Klaus all about about our history up until that point on his day of death. Maybe it took place over the course of 36 days, I believe. But many of the halachas are repetitive. Yet at the same time, even though it's the same halacha, the words are different. 
A lot of times the psukim are worded differently. And therefore it says, oh, why are we darshaning smuchim? It's very simple. Because Rabbi Huda will say, you know, in Devarim, where you bring everything down, there's got to be a rhyme and a reason why you're changing words and putting it in the order that it is. Because it's different than the rest of the Torah. And you could look at it differently and say, you know what? If, if Moshe Rabbeinu chose to put this puzzle next to that puzzle, smuchim. Okay? Now, there's two ways to darshan the smuchim. One way to look at it is because muchach, that's the first thing. Muchach means if it's side by side, it's clearly there to give me an additional halacha. Otherwise, Tarda just doesn't repeat itself. Another way to approach it is mufni. Mufni means it's extra. Why am I repeating it? Must be, it's there because HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants me to darshan it. It's a message from Hashem. Oh, I'm going to say this again. You know what? It's, it's mufni. It's available. It's open for you to darshan. Okay? Now, let's see the Prasgol Nafkamino, whether you hold Devarim is darshan because of muchach, or whether it's darshan because of mufni. Here we go. Either you could say we make a drasha of smuchas because it's muchach to imkain, because um, uh, according to the previous situation where somebody falls, is a shemeres yovim to the father, the Torah could have written it by arayas, meaning the whole pasuk of loyegale knaf aviv is in devarim. But guess what? Where's most of the Arias listed? Most of the forbidden transgressions. We read on Yom Kippur, right? Parshas Acharemos in Sefer Bayikra. Why are we listing it here in Devarim? The fact that it's put into Devarim clearly shows me that we're meant to make a drasha. So one way to know to make a drasha of don't uncover the robe of you, this, the same robe that your father uncovered is because this whole pasuk's out of place. It should have been written in Parshas Acharemos. Or you could say the drush is coming because it is extra, meaning the Imkain. If we shouldn't be making a drush, the Torah could have just said, Don't take the woman your father took. That's all you need to say. Why do we also say, Don't uncover the robe? Lamali. Why do you got to say that? So you can't marry the same woman. Yeah, don't uncover the same robe that he uncovered. Yeah? What do you gotta, why, why do you got to say it like that for? Lomli, what's the boy? Top of Omid Beis. Shmami no, lafnu Oh, you know what these words are here? They're extra. And they're letting us know to make a drusha. Hence, says Rabbi Yehuda, you know what the drusha is? A son is not allowed to uncover a robe that was even uncovered by the father by either seduction or force. Okay. Period. Pause for a minute. What we just did for about a half an Amud, on Dalit Amud Aleph, is show with clarity the machlaikas between Rabbi Yehuda and the Rabbanan as to whether we darshan smuchim. One opinion is, the Rabbanan say, we darshan smuchim always. Says Rabbi Yehuda, you only darshan smuchim in Devar. You do not darshan smuchim anywhere else in the Torah. Okay. Now, why are we, let, let's remind ourselves, why are we getting onto this? Because tzitzis and shatnis are smuchim. And we darshan that tzitzis overrides shatnis. The assay 
the mitzvah of putting this on a four-corner garment overrides the losa, say the negative commandment of wearing shatnas. Because they're smuchim. Now, the main parsha of tzitzis, I just want to preface this. The main parsha of tzitzis is written in Sefer Bamidbar. Not in Devar. Okay? In Devarim, there's a few psukim as we're going to see. But the main parsha of tzitzis in Bamidbar, let's get inside over here. When it comes to tits as well, Rabbi Huda will agree that you do darshan smuchim either because it's muchach or because of mufna. How's it clear to darshan tzitzis for this purpose? Because if, if, there, if uh, the, the smuchim wasn't there on purpose, the, smu, the connection between tzitzis and shatnis, you know, if it wasn't on purpose, the Torah should have written this pasuk of Gedilim Taselacha in Bamidbar. Why are you writing this pasuk in Sefer Devarim? It must be. I'm putting it next to Shatnis to teach me Anaya Halacha, a new Halacha, which is that Sitzis overrides Shatnis. Otherwise, it doesn't belong here. Or you could say another reason is because it is available. It's extra. Michti, let's see. How is it extra? Kosav, the Torah says, Ubeged Klayim Shatnes, a garment of, that's Klayim, that's a mixture of Shatnes. Lo yale olecha cannot go upon you. Listen closely to these words because these words are very crucial. Very, very crucial how this is written. A garment of a mixture of Shatnes should not be put upon you. Why do you also need to say, don't wear shatnas? We just said, don't put a mixture of a shatnas on top of you. Why do you guys say, don't wear shatnas? It must be extra. It's letting me know, oh, there's going to be a time where you are going to wear shatnas. Right? If you're putting wool tzitzis on a linen garment. Says the Gemara, what do you mean? Hani mitzvah tzichi. These psukim are absolutely necessary. They're not meant to be darshaned. They're not mufna. They're not extra. Because if the Torah would have just said, don't put it upon you. Have, I mean, I would have thought to say, what does upon you mean? Does it mean wearing it? What about it? Can I put it upon your head? I would have thought to say, any type of placing upon you, the Torah says, is I would think even if, you're, even if you are selling clothing, what does this mean? So Rashi explains that, you know, back when they didn't, you know, the clothing sellers didn't have mannequins. They didn't have dummies to, to show off what the clothes look like on a person. So they themselves, the merchants themselves, would cover themselves with the clothing. They would kind of model it and they would wear it. So they'd put on this baguette and then put another one over it. Another, and they want to see what it looks like here. Here's what it looks like, right? Now they weren't wearing it for warmth. They were wearing it for sales. So, you know, such a person, is he allowed to wear a linen garment underneath a woolen garment? Or even together. It's not, he's not wearing it to wear it. It's not called levush. This is just called being placed upon you. Okay? So here's, that's what the Gemara means. I would have thought without, without layala lecha, I would have thought that it can't come upon you at all. Even if you're just selling stuff. You're not allowed to wear shotness, which teaches me it's only a transgression when it's dumya de when it's similar to a type of wearing the isbe hana where there's benefit. 
So it's giving me warmth when it's benefit, then it's, then it's a problem. Otherwise, a, a merchant is allowed to wear uh, li, uh, linen and wool. Because Rahman Lesoba, Shivatai would have only said, Lesoba Shatnis. Havamina would have thought to say, Davkalavisha, the Nafish Haniyasa. I would have said, listen, it's only forbidden when it's a type of wearing where the Nafish Haniyasa, there clearly is proper benefit. Aval Halla'aloi. But I would say, but let's say, I'm not selling something, but what about if I want to, uh, what about my scarf? Something I'm just laying on top of me. I would have thought, I don't need to be nervous about shotness on that. Therefore says, don't come upon you to let us know that either way, whether you're doing it in a way of wearing or whether you're doing it for any level of hana, it's going to be forbidden to wear. Bottom line, why are we saying all this? Why do we need all this information? Because you see very clearly, there's no extra psukkim over here. Let's back up. We said, how do you know to make the drusha telling me that you could wear tzitzis even if it's going to make a shotness? So we said either because of muchach or mufna. Mufna means the psukkim are extra. The Gemara is asking now, the psukkim by shotness are absolutely not extra. Every word in the Pasuk is absolutely necessary. Because it's explaining to me when exactly shotness is permitted and when shotness is forbidden. Okay? Says the Gemara, okay, good point. However, we're going to respond to that. Imkain, if you would be correct, uh, the Torah could have just said, uh, why does it say don't wear shotness of Tzemer Upishim? Now, shotness means a mixture. Why does it say a mixture of linen and wool? So let's see. The Torah says, don't put, place shotness upon you, should it come upon you. Once the Torah just says, any sort of garment, and then it says specifically, oh, not any type of garment, you can't have mixture. But you know what type of garments can't have mixture? Wool and linen. So I've called, I would say, it's only usher when it is, Tzemer U Pishtim. Well, if I know they now let it wear wool and linen together, why does the need to tell it to me specifically? It's mufna, it's extra. I know it in logic already. You cannot wear wool and linen. It must be the words semeru fishtim are take here to be extra. And now that they're here to be extra, that's the words that I'm using to tell me put tzitzis on your linen garment. Okay. Says the Gemara, no, 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 no. Not necessarily. These words of Tzemer Upishtim are not necessarily extra. You know why? Let's preface the answer with a simple question. The Torah says, do not wear a mixture of shotness. If it wouldn't say Tzemer Upishtim, do I know? Perhaps I would have thought. You can't wear any mixture. You cannot wear polyester and wool. Don't wear a mixture. Maybe I would have thought, if it were, again, we're saying the word semeru pishtim, wool and linen is, is, is not extra. I'm sorry, the, the, wool, the word wool and linen is extra. That's what, that's what we're holding right now. Says the Gemara, no it's not. You know why I need to list semeru pishtim? If not for this, I would have thought any mixture is a problem. Because it says, leso bashatnis. Maybe a Jew would only be allowed to wear one type of uh, f- fabric, one type of thread, and that's it. And and no mixture would be allowed. 
Says the Gemara, Bakati Yisrach, I still need the word Semaru Pishtim, because Sokodai Tachamin, I would have thought to say, Halahi, Delay Nafishana. I'm sorry, I, I jumped the gun on that idea. So hold on, we're going to get there. Halahi, Delay Nafishana. And also, it's only placing it upon you where you don't have much anah. Avalavisha, but by wearing it, the nafishani also, where there's a lot more benefit, koltre, money, also rachmana, oh, here we go. Any two types of, of uh, fabric is going to be a problem. So, koltrechmana, tzemaru pishtin. Here the Torah tells me, no, 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 no. You don't need to be concerned about wool and polyester. You don't need to be concerned about various uh, other types of fabrics. The only fabric you need to be concerned about is tzemaru pishtin. Mimela, we're back to square one. There's no part of the Pasuk which is Mufna, which is extra. I need the word Semeru Pishtim to tell me that Shatness is only a transgression by wool and linen. Answers the Gemara, Imkain, if that would be true, that I need a Pasuk to tell me that other types of mixtures are allowed. Lishtai Kramine, the Torah could have said nothing. Vitesi Shatness, Shatness may Allah, and then I would have had the word Shatness here. And the word shotness from placing it upon yourself. And I would know that shotness only means wool and linen. I still don't need tzemeru pishtim. Memela, the word tzemeru pishtim is taka extra. And now that it's extra, I'm using these words to tell me that when it comes to the mitzvah of tzitzis, you do it even if it's going to turn out to be shotness. Period. Okay. Now again, let's pause and take a step back. Why have we been talking about the last Ahmed and a half, this topic? Because we were trying to show that in general, in Asay, a positive command is Dachi Alos Pushes aside the negative command as we find by Tzitzis, which is a positive command pushing aside the negative command. Okay, now, how did we get onto that? I'm just reminding ourselves again. Yesterday is daf now. Because if my sister-in-law falls to me in Yibum, I have an assay of Yibum and a losa assay of my sister-in-law. Maybe I should marry her. Okay? That's why we need the psukim, the word aleha, to teach me not to. But otherwise, I would maybe learn out from tzitzis to takadu Yibum, even when there's an arayas. And you think that's such a big chiddush? It's not a big chiddush, because Yibum itself pushes aside the arayas. Originally, the whole Yavama wasn't allowed to either, so maybe it pushes everything aside. Okay? It's Mamish Guvaldik. Mamish Guvaldik. How this. It's all, it's all uh, one layer after another. Okay, here we go. Says the Gemara Viter. Right smack dab in the middle of Dalit on the base. Vitana Debe Rebishmo. And we learned in the Yeshiva of Rebishmo. Taima, the reason why we put tzitzis on a linen garment, is because of the extra words of tzemeru pishtim, if not for the words tzemeru pishtim being there, I would say, klayim b'tzitzis, klayim in tzitzis, it's forbidden. I would say it's not allowed. If not for the extra words, I would say, you cannot put tzitzis on a linen garment. Says the Gemara, but one second. Really? That's what I would have thought. No wool tzitzis on a linen garment. Vaksiv. But there's another Pasuk that says, Va'asu lahem tzitzis al kanfei vigdehem. You should place tzitzis on the corners of all of your garments. V'tana debe Rabbi Shmuel, and they learned in the Yeshiv Rabbi Shmuel, Kol v'gadam tzamaru pishtimim, any beged is referring to, whenever the word beged is brought up, it's referring to, to wool or linen. 
So you see that a linen garment you're obligated to place tzitzis on. Because because of Vamar Rahman, the Torah still says about a linen garment, you should make your woolen blue strings with Khelas Amrahu. Khelas is certainly made out of wool. So you see very clearly, says the Gemara, Gishmak, anyway I would know you're allowed to put tzitzis on top of the garment. So why do we need Semeru Pishtim to tell me that you're allowed to do it? Anyway, I know you're allowed to do it because of the Pasuk of Al-Kanfei Vigdehem. And a beged means, by definition, a linen garment. Says the Gemara, how do you know tzitzis needs to be made out of wool? Umemai detcheles amru. How do you know the tzitzis trees need to be made out of wool? Right, the whole assumption is, one second. A beged means wool and linen garments. Okay. Put tzitzis, which is certainly wool, on your linen garment. Oh, so you see, Tyra says, do it. Says Gemara, how do you know the strings need to be made out of wool? Maybe you put linen strings on your linen garment. Says the Gemara, midesheish kisana. Sheish, which is, which is uh, what the Kayan wore, is kisana. It's made from flax. It's made from linen. Tcheles, tcheles must be amrahu. It must be amra. Okay? Now, in the Torah, when it comes to the big day kahuna, the big day kahuna had in it Right, uh, all these things that that was the uh, things that were donated to the Mishkan, but they they had tchelas in them. They had argaman. They also had sheish. Says Gemara, I'll tell you how I know tchelas is wool because sheish is flax, is linen, and it says tchelas and it says sheish. So if tchelas was linen, then tchelas and sheish are just synonymous. Same thing. Why would you use two words for the same thing? It must be from the fact that sheish is flax, linen must be that our, that tchelas um, is wool. Says the Gemara. Okay, itzrich. I need the 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 smuchim. So rava. I would have thought that uh, to say halacha is like rava that um, you only put ravas of the opinion. Yutaka only put. Uh, shotness, you'd only put uh, tzitzis, wool strings, on a woolen garment, and rubbers of the opinion that to put it on a linen garment, you're going to be putter. Memela comes along the smuchim of, of um, uh, comes along smuchim, what were the, what were the words that we, that we darshan before? Tzemeru um, Pishtim. Therefore, the words Semeru Pishtim are there to, to help me to darshan the smuchim. Beautiful. Says the Gemara, how do you know Rava has a drasha telling me not to put tzitzis on linen? The Rava, Rami, Rami, Rava has a contradiction. Ksiv HaKonof, it says in the Torah, you should put tzitzis on the corners. Min Konof, which means you only put tzitzis on, the, on a garment that has this, the corner is made out of the same type of thing. Uksiv Semeru Pishtim, then it says Semeru Pishtim. Okay, so how does it work out? Is, am I only putting strings on the same type? Or am I putting strings on Semeru Pishtim? Okay, so how does this work out? Semeru Pishtim, Paitrim, Bain Bemina, Mishlein Bemina. When it comes to wool and linen, that potters up, Bain Bemina, Bain Shalaimina. Sharmina, when it comes to any other type of fabric, Bemina and Paitrim, you could put it on their men, Shalai Bemina and Enim You can't put on something that's not its men. What does that mean? This is fascinating. Ready? According to Rava, if I have a polyester tzitzis, in four-cornered, I'm sorry, if I have a polyester four-cornered garment, 
in order to get your mitzvah of tzitzes on a polyester four-corner garment, you can only put on polyester strings. Tzemeru pishtim are unique in that they can be used even on garments that are not their type. However, any other type of fabric is limited to being used, but it may be used according to Rava. I can put polyester strings on my polyester four-corner garment and I will get my mitzvah. Okay? Memela, how do I know that that tchelas um, could be put on anything? That's where the smuchim comes in. And that now that the smuchim comes in, now we know that the halacha of the mitzvah of tzitzis, which is the assay, Overrides the license of shotness, says the Gemara. But Tarn the Beir Bishmol, lastly the Rava. Very nice. That's Rava's opinion. But Tarn the Beir Bishmol does not agree with Rava at all, and they say that the only begadim you need tzitzis on bechlal is wool and linen. Anything else, there's no, you, you don't need tzitzis on at all. So according to Tarn the Beir Bishmol, why do I need the Torah to tell us? Oh, tzitzis can be made out of shotness. I never would have made the mistake in the first place. Says Gemara, it's I would have thought, say, When do we make Rava's diuk? Haknaf min hatkaf. Haknaf. You know what it means from the corner? It means the tzitzis needs to be from the same type of material as the garment itself. And this is what the Torah is telling me. That when you have a woolen garment, you need woolen tzitzis. And if you have a linen garment, you're only yotze your mitzvah with linen tzitzis. And when you are dyeing your tzemer, your wool, you should make it blue wool. But when it comes to wool strings for linen or linen for wool, you don't need you don't need the color. Therefore, I need the word now to teach me that even if you're using wool strings on a linen garment or a linen garment on a wool string, the complete obligation of tzitzis along with the color of tzitzis is going to be, uh, is going to be completely required. Beautiful. So what we just, what we're walking away with is the bottom of the daf, and we're going to hold it here for today, Bez Hashem. But what we're walking away with is that in order for the base Medrash of, of Rabbi Yishmol to learn out that an assay is dachi alos assay, that a positive commandment of tzitzis overrides the transgression of shatnis, we're, we're, we're using other opinions as well. Okay? We're using other opinions as well in that you know, in that um, uh, the the tzemeru pishtim are not limited to themselves, nor are they limited to any other garment. They could be used everywhere. Therefore, we have the extra words of tzemeru pishtim. Hence, a, hence the smuchim that exist. We'll hold it here for today. And Bezjem pick up from Dafei Yomad on Matzei Shabbos. Have a wonderful, wonderful evening.